Welcome to Chicago Tabernacle, a place of becoming. Wherever you find yourself, we pray that you would be encouraged today by God's word. Please join us now as we hear a message from Pastor Toledo. So how you doing everyone? Like a tree, blessed be the name of the Lord. What a beautiful promise. What a powerful, amazing, wonderful, personal promise to each and every child of God that we are called to be like a tree. Let's go ahead and read Psalm 1 together. And you know what we're going to do is we're going to read this, the whole thing together. This will be our last time for this series. So let's start together. Ready? Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scoffers, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and on his law he meditates day and night. He is like a tree planted by streams of water that yields its fruit in its season, and its leaf does not wither. In all that he does, he prospers. Blessed be the reading of the word of God. Praise be to the living God. Today, we're talking about um, public fruitfulness for our last time in the series. And here's what's about to happen. Today, we're going to be attaching our personal fruitfulness to the plan and strategy of God, okay? Our personal fruitfulness is directly and deliberately connected to the plan and the strategy of God. Now, I wanna, I wanna glean off of the example of the tree from the very beginning of time to show that it has always been God's will for his people to impact everything. So, so I have a, an image I want to put up for you to talk about the ubiquitous nature of trees. That means that trees are everywhere and have been everywhere. And I want to point out a couple of things to you. No trees, then there would be no thousands of varieties of fruit that feed us without trees. No trees, there would have been no initial ocean travel. No ocean travel, there would be no new empires and modern politics, and in a lot of ways, no civilization. No trees, there would be no fuel. The wood was the first fuel. And they would, they would have come to the place where there was no modern machines and no industries. No trees, no architecture, no buildings. Trees have always been there. They have impacted everything. They've played a role from the beginning of time. And for all of us, we believe in the word of God. Trees came before men. And trees were made, they were there to serve us. When Adam and Eve were brought into existence, the trees were there already set to feed them. And what this is basically saying is trees have always had this amazing impact everywhere they are planted. And the first thing that we need to recognize is that we too are supposed to have an amazing impact wherever we go, wherever we're planted. We're supposed to be like the trees of the Lord. Throughout history, they've always made a difference. And throughout history, the people of God have always made a difference. There's an amazing book called, uh, um, uh, I'm going to say the name wrong. Here's the gist of it. It's the impact of Christianity throughout history. 
Christianity has impacted education. Christianity has impacted the bringing of hospitals. Christianity impacted the, the, even in the Roman Empire, the Christians rose up and said, no, you can't abuse little children. Uh, um, and you, you, little girls shouldn't be allowed to be married at 12 years old. They stood against these wicked rulers. They gave their very lives and it came to a halt. Christians have stood from the beginning of time for the glory of God. In Japan, there was this thing where they would bind the, the, the feet of the little girls and say that made them beautiful and it would deform them and torture them. And the Christian missionaries came in and said, you have to stop that, you have to stop that until that thing was broken. If you take the time to read about the impact of Christianity, everywhere there have been trees for the glory of God. There has been light and life and and the gospel has gone forward in power and brought salvation because there was a tree there and this is our time brothers and sisters this is our opportunity we're here in America Pastor Sawamba is there in Zambia and God has a plan for us to have this incredible universal impact on this world Here's another very interesting thing about trees that I want to point out to you. There's this thing uh, in the process of trees called transpiration. Okay, everyone say transpiration. Transpiration. All right, don't forget this. It's very important. So when it rains, okay, there's a certain amount of water that falls on trees. And then trees do something very unique and very incredible. Trees and forests actually uh, act as the water pump of the world. And here's what I mean by that. So when, when uh, water falls on a tree, there's a certain percentage of that water that goes right back up to the clouds. Okay, actually 10%. of what comes to the tree, the tree gives back. It's funny because there's something in the Bible about 10% too. Okay? It's interesting how that works. When I saw that, I was like, oh, I was like banging my head against the wall. I was like, this can't be possible. But it's true. Trees give back 10% to the atmosphere. Now, here's how it works. And I want if the first five people, come on, would you guys do the pastor a favor? Come up on the platform real quick. He's looking at me like, what's up? No, no, don't worry. We won't make you preach any sermons. or You can leave your coat. All right, come on up here real quickly. Okay, this is spontaneous, extemporaneous, all that stuff. Come on, just, just you stand right here. And then you stand right there. And then you stand right, go, go a little more, a little more. Come on, right here. You right here, you right here. Okay, you right here, you right here. I'm glad we got the big guy right over here. This is important. Okay. So here's what happens with transpiration. Put up the next image. I should have done this after this image, but you guys will leave this up. This is the Amazon uh, uh, River and the Amazon Forest, okay? The forests of this world actually serve as the water pump of the entire world, and it happens through the process of transpiration. So water evaporates on the coast up into the clouds, Okay, it goes up, and then when the clouds catch it, they move inland and they drop water. 
So this is the water source. So water evaporates, goes up in the clouds, and drops a, do me a favor, be a tree for me. Come on, this brother can cover some. This, this is, come on now, right here. <laughs> Branches like this will collect a lot of water right now. So here's what happens. So water, what's your name, brother? Jose. This is Jose, what's your name? Nancy. Nancy. So here's, this is literally how it works. Okay? So water evaporates and then rain falls from heaven upon the tree. Then the tree gives back, transpires, sends back up. The cloud catches it from Jose and brings it inland. Everyone say inland. And then it falls on Nancy. Nancy, stretch out your hands. Come on. Okay, what's your name, sister? Letty. So here's what happens. The cloud comes over, rains down on her. She sends back up. The cloud catches it, falls on Letty. See, now we got this thing going. <laughs> See? Falls on Letty's. Okay, what's your name? Maritza. Maritza. Frank. Okay, so then Letty sends up. Water travels inland, falls on Maritza. Goes up, falls on Frank. Now, here's what they've shown. Everyone stick out your hand for a second, just like this. Here's what, this is scientifically proven. Okay, they have done studies in regards to rainfall all over the world. There is only one core issue. It's the presence of trees. You see, because God has made it so that trees have this amazing ability to glean from the main source. Studies show that without the presence of trees, after 400 miles inland, it just becomes desert if there's no trees. And so what happens is, is trees are strategically positioned and strategically placed so that they can get from the source, okay? We are called to get from the source, the source of living water, and then pass it on and pass it on inland and give. We, we give the living water all over the city, all over the world, living water, living water. Jesus said, anyone who comes to him will receive rivers of living water, and we are the carriers of the rivers of living water. How many would say amen? Let's put our hands together. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you. Thank you. You see, but it's because of this process of receiving from heaven and giving away. You see, now, for the purpose of today's message, what is important for us to understand is that it is through the strategic positioning of trees that water travels inland. Okay? God is very strategic about the way he positions his people to live like a tree. And the title of the message today is your position. Everyone say my position. Each person here has a position. God has a powerful role for all of us to play. And wherever there are trees, the waters of salvation are present. You see? Why do we want to go and support Pastor Sawamba, because we want more of the living water to flow. Okay? 
Why do we want to go to Latin America and Indonesia? Because we want more of the living water to flow. We have been positioned to be a blessing to the rest of the world, and we must take our place. And so today, here's what we've covered in this series in terms of public fruitfulness, okay? It all begins by, by being strengthened, which flows from private health. We'll talk about that in just a moment. By being strengthened, God wants every person here to be like a tree, which means that you're like a trunk that can endure the elements. It can snow, the wind can blow, it can rain, all of those different things, but trees stand, because they have a strong trunk and God wants to make you and I like a tree. Enabled to stand despite the circumstances because we're strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. You see, but not only are we strengthened, but then we begin to expand just the same way our brother stretched out his arms. God wants you to stretch out the branches of your life that he's, the, that he's growing those branches. He's made you uniquely and strategically. And as you stretch out and enable God to expand your life, as you expand, your reach expands so that someone can come and say, look at that branch reaching out with fruit. Let me taste and see that the Lord is good from that person's life, from that sister's life, that brother's life. So the second thing in order to be publicly fruitful is there's a work of expansion that takes place. You see, then thirdly, then God equips us. He equips us. And the Bible says that, that from the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. And we talked about it last week. If you have not kept up with the series, I want to encourage you to go back. Go back and listen to all of them because these are all uh, uh, crucial to our understanding and our awareness of the call of God upon our lives. And today, we're going to talk about how God strategically positions every person. Today's message is, 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 I mean, all messages are like this, but today's message is supposed to be so personal. What I'm praying for is a deep personal realization of the fact that God is a strategist who positions his people like trees to bring the living water of life to places. You see, you need to be there because if you weren't there, then there would be no living water. There would be no light. There would be no gospel. There would be no truth. We are the bringers of Christ. How many would say amen? amen? So we're going to read in a moment uh, 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 from the teaching of Jesus. Jesus, so far we've done all parables. Today it's not technically a parable. It's an allegorization of Christ and the church and his people. But here's what we're going to learn from Jesus today. We're going to learn that private health leads to our being positioned for public fruitfulness. Privately healthy, everyone, publicly fruitful. That's the way it is. You don't, you're not publicly fruitful if you're not uh, privately healthy. It all starts just us, us and, 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 and God sitting at the feet of Jesus. And then he makes us healthy and then we stretch out and we're, we're fruitful. It's all the work of God, but listen, Private health leads to our being positioned for public fruitfulness. God didn't just make you privately healthy for yourself. There's something bigger than just us being happy in Jesus. You see, 
We have a lot to give for the glory of God. How many would say amen? amen? So we're gonna read and then pray. This is John chapter 15. Now, as we go to read in John, I'm gonna jump from a few verses, but let me say this. Look at me before you look at the text, okay? It's important contextually that you understand that in the book of John, like 13, 14, or 15 to 17, some writers have called this, there was one Puritan writer who called these chapters the inner sanctuary. Please look at me, everyone please look at me, this is very important, okay? And by the inner sanctuary, we mean that Jesus would talk to everyone at times, but this time he's not talking to everyone. This time he's only talking to his people. He's talking to his team. He's talking to, to he wants everyone to be, to be uh, uh, saved. He wants everyone to experience life. But right now, he's talking to those who are deeply embedded in the kingdom of God. All right? This is an intimate talk. Okay? This is the kind of talk that a father has with his children. Right? Sometimes you have a family meeting and you got important things to talk about. This is one of those talks that we are all being looped into. Now, because of time, I'm going to have to jump, okay, verses, but I'm going to touch the high points. John chapter 15 says, I am the true vine, and my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit, while every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes so that it will be even more fruitful. You see, why does Jesus work in your life? It's because he wants to make you, everyone, more fruitful. That's why he works in your life. You see? Because it is important that you would bear fruit for his glory. Watch this. It says, you are already clean because of the word I have spoken to you. And then watch this. Remain in me as I also remain in you. That's private. That's just you and the Lord. That's how you get privately healthy. Remain in me as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It, it must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit. That's public, okay, unless you remain in me. That's private. No branch can bear fruit public by itself. It must remain in the vine, private. Neither can you bear fruit by yourself unless you remain in him, private. Privately healthy, publicly fruitful. You see, look, look, before we pray, we're going to pray in a few moments and just make two quick points. But before we pray, understand that God wants to use you and put a powerful anointing upon your life for his glory. But it all begins through your relationship with him. Privately healthy. And that's why what we care about is your personal walk with God. That's what we're interested in. That's what we're praying about. I wish you could hear our staff pray for you. I wish you could hear them pray for your life. We have been praying for you. You see, because we know that God wants to make your life like a tree. No matter where you've been this week, no matter what you've been through this week, I'm telling you right now, maybe you do need some pruning. Maybe today you need to listen because God needs to clip some things away. But the fact of the matter is God wants to use your life to bear fruit for his glory. Watch as we continue here. Okay, now we jump to verse 8. Here it is. Ready? It says, this is to my father's glory that you bear this teensy, weensy, tiny bit of fruit. 
No. It is to my Father's glory that you bear much fruit. Everyone say much fruit. That's the will of God for your life. No one here should be weak and, and, and wobbly and, 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 and sick. We should be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might, bearing fruit for his glory. Much fruit. Much fruit is the plan of God. It's to my Father's glory that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. Jump down. And then here it is. Here is, this is so intimate and so special to me. I like, I love this, you know. Listen to Jesus talking to you and to me. What he was saying to them, he's saying to us, all right? When you read the Bible, remember what he said to them, he's saying to us, and when, when you're reading it, remember he's saying it to you and he's saying it to me. So here's what he's saying to us. You ready? He says, he says, I no longer call you servants. No, no, no. Go back, por favor, yes. <laughs> Listen, he says, I no longer call you servants because a servant does not know his master's business. Instead, I have called you friends. For everything that I learned from my father, I have made known to you. Watch this, you did not choose me, but I chose you. And appointed you so that you might go and everyone bear fruit. And watch this, fruit that will last. You see, it's important to pause here just for a moment. There's a big difference between a fruitful life and a successful life. A lot of people, you may be very successful, but that doesn't mean that your life is fruitful. Not all success will last. There's nothing wrong with being a success. If you're a Christian and you are a success, you can give Jesus a lot of glory through how well you do in life. But we have to know in our hearts that there is a difference. You see, we want to be successful in the eyes of the world, but only for the glory of God because we want to bear fruit that will last. We want to be in government. We want to be in different positions of influence and authority. We want our children to rise up and to be 10 times better, just like Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were. They were 10 times better. We want that, you see. But the purpose is to bear fruit and fruit that will last. Not the trivialities of this world. Not the shallow things that come and go but the things that really count. And then it says, and so that whatever you ask in my name, the Father will give you, which when we close, we're gonna pray. And, and I need to say this. The reason why that's important is because you and I need to understand that Jesus wants us to pray and ask him to make us fruitful. You see? He's saying, ask me, ask in my name. Watch, ask, and if you ask to be fruitful for my Father's glory, watch the anointing flow in your life. And so I want to do that right now. I want to pray. I want to pray that God would position us and that he would anoint us for his glory. Father, thank you for this day and this time where we could...
be together, worship you, encourage one another, and receive from your word the word of life. And God, I pray that you would make this message a word of life today. I pray that this would be strategic, oh God, and that it would be life-altering and impacting to someone here who needs it. Lord, I, I felt in the last service, and we are aware of this, Lord, you are calling people and positioning people to things that are deeper and greater than they could even imagine or ask or think. But Father, I pray, Lord, that we would open up our hearts and allow you to position us. We don't want to appoint ourselves or position ourselves. We want you to do it for your glory. Bless this word now in the next few moments. And bless the, the remainder of this service. In the mighty name of Jesus and everyone said, Amen. 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 Blessed be the word of the Lord. So today, we're talking about, uh, about how the Lord positions us and appoints us. And the first thing that we, we, we glean from the text today is that our appointing is the outflow of our friendship with God. Okay? Our appointing is the outflow of our friendship with God. I no longer call you servants because a servant does not know his master's business. Instead, everyone, I have called you friends. Now, this is, this is the vibe of Christianity. You see, this is the flow of Christianity. This is the nature of it. A lot of people come into Christianity in a very religious way. And they actually think Christianity is like all other religions. All other religions are do's and don'ts to please the master. In Christianity, while we were his enemies, he died for us. And he paid the price for us to cleanse us. How many know you can't work for your salvation? Jesus did the work already. And how many are thankful for that? Amen. But listen, even after that, even after he died, even after he pays the price, when he calls us and appoints us and positions us, it's not out of obligation. If you come from this legalistic background that says, oh, God is not happy with you if you don't do A, B, that's not the way he talked to them. He said, I'm talking to you like friends. You see? And, and service in the kingdom of God flows out of friendship. It flows out of a desire to please him because we're close to him. It's the kind of thing, and uh, you know, I have, I have three adult children. I've, I've had these conversations with them. You know, you look at this screen and these slides. My oldest daughter, Susie, started, I don't know, she's been on staff about 10 years now. And uh, we had a bathroom at Troy that had pink tile in it, and it was all jacked up and nasty. We're like, we don't even want to use this as a bathroom. And so we tore out everything, and that was our first creative communication department. And my daughter Susie was in there. Her, Pastor Dave, also worked in there. And the tiles were pink, and it was nasty and yucky. And why do people do stuff like that? You know why? It's because they love Jesus. You see, 
It's because they love Jesus. And now this, is our, this has grown to all of this amazing communication as they learn. But the fruit of it is all friendship with God. Can I tell you, listen, even in the world they recognize this, Phil Jackson, the, the famous coach of the Bulls and the Lakers, look at what he said in one of his books. He said, at the start of training camp, now by the way, he's talking to men who get paid. But watch this, it says, at the start of training camp, we used to perform a ritual. As the players formed a row on the baseline, I'd ask them to commit to being coached that season, saying, and by the way, Phil Jackson has a, a, actually he has an Assembly of God background. I think his dad was an Assembly of God pastor. And here's what he said, he would say to these guys. All right, he said, he would say, God has ordained me to coach you young men, and I embrace the role I've been given. If you wish to accept the game I embrace and follow my coaching as a sign of your commitment, step across the line. And he goes on to say in the book, ultimately, all of the guys would step across. Did they get paid? Could he say, do what I'm telling you to do? Yes, but he understood that there's something about when we do something out of relationship and friendship. And guess what? He, he was ripping this off. Who did he rip this off from? Jesus. <laughs> he ripped it off from Jesus. And so listen. Listen, everyone, somehow by the Spirit of God, okay, let it be not me talking for a second, but the Lord talking through you to me, all right? What's your friendship with Jesus like? What motivates you? Why do you do what you do? Because Jesus wants to be your friend, okay? Is he your Lord? Yes. Is he your master? Yes. Is he your savior? Yes. And yet, he wants to be your friend and he wants to release you through friendship into amazing fruitfulness. You see? But it's through friendship that when you spend time with the Lord in the morning, he knows what you're going to need that day. And he downloads what you need so that you could be fruitful for his glory. And so we need to understand how important it is to actually be privately healthy. Privately healthy means that you have a real friendship with God. If we have taught you something other than the fact that with Jesus, it's all about relationship and friendship, then we have failed. Are there, are there principles and are there, quote, ten commandments and all that? Yes. But if we, if we haven't taught you that it's about relationship and friendship, then we have failed. Because everything with the Lord is on the basis of relationship. I no longer call you slaves. I call you friends. And praise God. How many are happy to be friends with Jesus? Can we put our hands together? <laughs> Hallelujah. Now here's, here's the second thing that we learn. I've only got two points. Here's the second thing that we learn. And then we're going to, we're going to close the meeting differently today. Okay, the second thing that we're going to learn is that our appointing is designed for the purpose of bearing fruit. It says, I chose you and appointed you. Okay, I chose you and appointed you so that you might go and bear fruit 
fruit that will last. A lot of people recognize that Jesus chose them. But how many know he didn't just choose us, he also appointed us. Everyone say, I'm chosen and appointed. That's right. We are more than just chosen. We are chosen and appointed by God. Why? To bear fruit and fruit that will last, a special type of fruit, an eternal fruit. And I want to say this to you. One of the keys to our anointing is that our anointing flows through our appointing. Many people don't experience the anointing of God. The anointing is that supernatural influence and impact that God wants to make through your life and through my life because we are positioned where he wants us to be. Our branches are stretched out the way he wants us to be. And when you're in that appointed place, then the anointing of God begins to flow. Christians are supposed to be anointed people that they say there's something special, there's something powerful, there's something spiritual. There's something supernatural. I don't know. It was them, but it wasn't them. That's, you realize, you realize the best sermon I could ever preach is the sermon that people leave saying, man, Jesus is awesome. Not pastor preach a great message. You see, that doesn't mean anything. But there is a way that God could use someone where you say, Wow. It's them, but it's not them. The Bible says in the book of Acts that they took note. When they saw the boldness and courage of those guys, they took note that those unschooled fishermen had been with Jesus. You see, their friendship with Jesus, it just showed out in public such a powerful way. And it's a, the key is understanding, so this is the takeaway, understand the strategic nature of your positioning. Now, let me, let me show you what I mean. Real quickly, I got a slide for you, baseball, come on now. You know I had to do this, right? So look, there's nine positions on a baseball field, all right? The catcher's right there, the pitcher's right there. Third, short, second, first, right field, center field, left field. Each person is positioned according to their unique gifting. Each person is positioned, all right? Now, just because the pitcher can, can pitch in the major leagues, that doesn't mean he can play shortstop in the major leagues. You see? It's because of the unique gifting and ability, all right? Everyone here has a unique gifting and ability. And the manager is the one who discerns that and puts them where they belong. Okay? Now, listen, there was a, in, 19, in the 1940s, something took place on July 14th called the, the Ted Williams Shift. Check this out. So we're going way back. And uh, so there was a guy, Ted Williams. Ted Williams was the last man to hit 400 in the major leagues, if I'm not mistaken. Ted Williams, he was an amazing uh, hitter, baseball player. They had two games once, and uh, in the first game, Ted Williams got five hits. And the other team was so frustrated that the player coach went in the locker room, and he actually drew this on the thing and said, look, when I say now, everyone's going to run to this position, and this is the way we're going to stop him because we can't stop the way this guy hits. And here's actually what happened the day of. Could you guys put up? So everybody, no third baseman, no shortstop. Left fielder was right there, but everyone moved over here. The second base is over there. 
the short stop is over there. But the manager, the coach made a strategic decision to reposition. You see? And it's because they did this that they were able to minimize his impact. Leave this here for a second. You and I need to be ready to be strategically positioned tomorrow and tonight and the next day. We need to be flowing with God so that we could be strategically positioned by God. I play shortstop. I don't like moving over there. Stop it. Stop it. Say, Lord, here I am. You, listen, you know that song we sang? We're going to close if the singers could come. You know the song that we, that we uh, sang, Sitting at the Feet of Jesus? That song was written by Chris, uh, Christian and Chrissy for you, for this series. Okay? So there are songs, but that song was written for you, for this series by someone who is positioned strategically. So, so God has put certain gifts. He, he has a, an amazing ability, melodies, words. God put that in him, okay? So that this couple thousand people will worship him and sit at the feet of Jesus. You see? Now God wants to use him in his position to influence us. And I looked out and I saw people with their hands raised. Singing, sitting at the feet of Jesus. Lift your hands right now. Come on, everyone. Lord, we worship you, God. We worship you, Lord. We need you. We want to be positioned by you. Hallelujah. Come on, sing for a minute. Sitting at the feet of Jesus. Think about him, everyone. I'm gonna ask you to take your seat just for one more moment. You know, singers, just move over because I wanna put one more thing on. You guys could go that way. Sorry about that. Okay, could you put that last slide, the baseball thing back up? So look. Each person here has been chosen and everyone appointed. Do you know your position? Are you aware of your appointing? We want to close the meeting differently. I want, to, I want to make a call to action right now. Do you know that in the body of Christ, okay, all the things in general, our church is better than this, okay, but we can do even better. In the body of Christ in general, 20% of the people do 80% of the work. So we have more, we have people who usher double time because someone is not ushering. We have people who serve in children's ministry, double time because someone is not serving in children's ministry, they're out of position, okay? So look, out of friendship, I wanna give everyone an opportunity to think and pray right here, right now. The ushers are gonna give you something right now. Come on, ushers. And I want you to, we're just gonna play. 
they might sing sitting at the feet of Jesus for three or four minutes. I want you to look at this and I want you to get prayerful right now. Maybe you're already, already positioned. If that's the case, just begin to pray for the rest of this meeting in this moment. But they're giving out these cards so that you could think about in a very simple and practical way, are you positioned in the kingdom? Do you know your place? Have you taken your post? Okay, this is not a, this is not a, a, a force. This is an opportunity for everyone to flow in friendship and to think about the word of God today. So as we pass these out, maybe, maybe you could fill it out right now and say, I'm interested in these things. Someone will reach out to you. This is making you aware of all of the different opportunities for you to be positioned. Now, as that's happening, I need to say one more thing. They're gonna just sing as we pray in our seats. Uh, in a moment, so singers, come on back. If you happen to be a member of a different church, okay, I want you to, to pretend or make believe that you're at that church today, okay? Because if you belong to a different body, you still have a role to play at that different body, and I want you to take advantage of this moment. God can speak to you here for how he wants to use you over there. How many know we're all part of the same beautiful forest for the glory of God? Blessed be the name of the Lord. And we want people to serve wherever God has called them. And so, so perhaps you're here today by chance, but you, you're a part of someplace else where God wants to position you over there. They're going to sing just for a few moments, and I want you to just pray, fill that out. You can tear off the end of it in a moment when we're leaving and drop it in a basket that the ushers are going to hold.
put your hand on your heart as we go to close. We're gonna pray for a fresh clarity, not just of being chosen and friendship, but a fresh clarity of our appointing. And we wanna pray that if someone is on that journey of finding their place that God, the Holy Spirit would direct and guide. Lord, we pour out our heart to you, God. We put our hands on our heart today because Lord, we desire, Father, to bear much fruit for your glory. And we pray, Lord, that's the first thing, God. Help us to bear much fruit. Come on, tell them, help me, Lord. Help me to bear much fruit for your glory, oh God. Thank you that you chose us to bear much fruit for your glory, oh God. Every man, every woman, every young person has been chosen to bear much fruit for your glory. And God, we pray that that would flow from beautiful and wonderful friendship. God, I pray that you would make us privately healthy. And then God, we ask that you would position us to be publicly fruitful. Lord, for those that filled out the card, we pray for your guidance and your direction. For those that are yet to do so, we pray for the motivation of the Holy Spirit, oh God, in their life. Let everyone take their place. Let everyone be positioned and appointed according to your strategic will for your glory and honor. We thank you, Lord, for this day and this wonderful time together. In the mighty name of Jesus and everyone said, amen. Can we put our hands together and bless the Lord? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. As you're on your way out, two quick things. The ushers will have baskets. You can tear off that card if you filled it out and put it in. By the way, this is our last message on Like a Tree series. There's some Like a Tree bracelets out there. Get one. It's a fundraiser uh, sponsored by our youth ministry. All proceeds go to the Beyond Project. Plus, we all need a reminder that God has called us to live like a tree. Come on, let's give God one more hand of praise. And God bless you. Greet some, greet one another before you go. God bless you, everyone.